Have you ever been stuck troubleshooting an equipment issue in the field? If only you had more information to solve that problem. Now you do, thanks to Watermark. Watermark, a leading manufacturer's representative devoted to giving you concise and informative tips about how you can solve that equipment issue quickly and definitively. Go to eWatermark.net to view their library of troubleshooting videos. That's E as an excellence, Watermark.net. Welcome to the world's favorite water treatment podcast, Scaling Up H2O, the podcast where we're scaling up on knowledge so we don't scale up our systems. I'm Trace Blackmore. I get the fine privilege of hosting Scaling Up H2O. And folks, this is going to be a really fun episode. You're going to meet somebody who I think is just fantastic. They're a lot of fun to work with and she makes me a better me. Now, before I get to who that is, I'm specifically talking on today's episode about episode 130. Now, that's the episode I aired back in March, and it was on tools that I use to help me be more successful. More importantly, they were tools that I used to help take stress out of my life. And today, we're going to go into more detail about one of those specific tools that I mentioned on that episode. But before we do, I want to talk about something else that I mentioned on that episode, and that was investing in yourself or paying yourself first. I spoke on taking advantage of your company's 401k or getting your own Roth IRA. And I've received several replies since I aired that show that since we're in a down market right now, that that was not good advice. We should not be investing in the market. And the question is, you know, if I invest in the market right now, does that mean I'm going to lose money? I want to explore that a little bit because people have written in, they have concerns, and they're trying to make sense of my advice, and it sounded good when the economy was so great, but now that the economy has taken a downturn, is that still good advice? Well, I would say if you have five years or less to invest in the market, yes, you need to be concerned. You need to talk to your financial planner and figure out how you can weather this down market so you can take the most money out of your retirement accounts if you're getting ready to retire. However, I'm pretty sure that most people that listen to this podcast have more than five or so years to invest in the market. So for those people listening, I want to direct these comments to you. And I would encourage you that now is the time that you want to invest in the market. So 
my goal for all of you is to not think about investing in the market. You should have some sort of systematic plan set up every month where a little bit of money is going into some sort of financial instrument that allows you to take advantage of all the highs and all the lows so it levels out so you're getting your money in the market. And the goal of that is, is you want to get it in when it's low. Now, if you set that up so it's automatically going in, you don't have to think about it and you're going to hit those lows. So many people are scared to invest their money right now because they see the market going down. So what I want to do is I want to take an analogy that a financial advisor shared with me when I was 16 years old, and it just stuck with me. So no doubt about it, we are in a down market right now. So is it the time to invest? That's the question. Well, I want to turn that to the analogy that he told me, and it was on tuna fish. Folks, tuna fish, I love tuna fish. When I was in college, I would buy tuna fish because it was relatively inexpensive, and it was full of protein, and whenever it was on sale, I would stock up on it. So the example that he would give is that if I bought a can of tuna fish for a dollar every week, and then all of a sudden it went on sale for two cans for a dollar, I would at least buy two cans, if not four or six, or maybe even whatever the limit it said at the store, because I knew that the value would go back up to a dollar. And since I was eating it every week, I was going to be able to take advantage of it at a lower entry point, at a lower purchase price. Well, folks, think of the market this way. Even though the number on your portfolio might be lower right now, Things that you can put in your portfolio are on sale. So if you're not doing something, and folks, you don't have to put hundreds or thousands of dollars. If you just invest dollars on a systematic basis, you're going to be able to take advantage of that. So for all of you that have written in panic saying that the market's going crazy, I'm going to lose all my money if I put the money in the market. Well, folks, don't invest money you don't have to lose. Now, invest money that you can leave in there for a long period of time because, folks, by the time you retire 20-plus years, the market's going to be far higher, I think, than where we started in this last quarter so you can take advantage of that. So my advice to you is to set up some systematic plan and talk to some sort of a financial advisor, but please don't sell your accounts unless you have to. Don't make a paper loss a real loss. Well, I hope that's helpful. And I know my guest today is going to be helpful. I'm really excited to bring her on because she's part of the Scaling Up H2O team. In fact, she's part of the Rising Tide Mastermind team. She is my executive assistant, Lauren Von Felt. Now, when I aired episode 130, several people, in addition to asking me about finances, are also asking me about 
how do I use a virtual assistant? How do I hire a virtual assistant? What does a virtual assistant do? How could somebody that never comes into the office possibly get the work done? So today's episode is Lauren and I chatting all around those topics. I'm going to tell you about how Lauren and I met. We're going to talk about how we figured out how we work well together. And folks, how much better I am working now that I have somebody helping me. So please welcome Lauren Von Felt. Scale Up Nation, this is going to be a fun interview. My lab partner today is my executive assistant, Lauren Von Felt. How are you, Lauren? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. This is so exciting for me because you're always behind the scenes. You're correcting all the wrongs that I do. You're making sure everything looks good. But now you're here in the front lines. You are on the podcast. Yeah, this is so fun to get to see the other side of things with you. Yeah. So, uh, Lauren, this is going to, I'm really excited about this interview because a lot of people wonder, you know, how we do so many things on the podcast. Of course, I get credit for everything and people see all the things that we do with the podcast, all the things we do with the mastermind. Of course, all the things I do with volunteer organizations like the Association of Water Technologies, all the things I do with my company, Blackmore Enterprises, and they think, is he superhuman? How is he getting all of this stuff done? And maybe I shouldn't tell him because now I'm telling him what my secret weapon is. Yep, the secret's out. I'm here to help make you look as good as possible. That's my goal. That is a hard job and you do it well. <laughs> well, thank you. So Lauren, I, you and I were talking a little bit before the episode. And of course, you hear every single episode you edit all the show notes, you contact all the guests, you know, all the behind the scenes that we do for the podcast, you are 100% involved. And you also follow along with the podcast. And we were talking before we hit the record button that you really enjoyed the podcast we did last week on Zoom webinars. Yes, that is like right up my alley. I love that kind of stuff. I really loved... Um just hearing all your tips and all the great things you had to say. It was super helpful. You know, and I learned something from another group that I'm a member of that I know you did, and I shared it on the Mastermind, and we started doing it on the Mastermind. I didn't know to talk about it on the podcast last week, but there's a secret. If you hover over your picture on Zoom, and there are three little buttons there, you can click on that as well, you'll see at the very bottom of the menu, it says hide self view, and it takes your picture away. And I know people are listening to that and they're thinking, oh my gosh, that's terrifying. I have to be able to see what other people are seeing. But what happens when you don't see yourself? I got to tell you, it is so helpful. I tried it out the other day when I was onboarding a new client and I had never met her before, but I felt like I was in the room with her. I was able to completely focus on the conversation I was having, pay attention to them, and I was the distraction of seeing myself was completely taken away. So I've got to say it was like being in person, which we all could use a little bit of that right now. What does it say about how many times we look at ourselves? Gosh, yeah. Very distracting. 
Yeah, it, it really does make you feel like you're in that conference room because you don't get to look at yourself in the conference room. So Scaling Up Nation, if if you're listening to this and you just think that sounds nuts, I'm going to ask you to just try it. It will improve your meetings probably tenfold. Yeah, I would have to agree. Well, Lauren, I want to introduce you to the Scaling Up Nation. Of course, I, I've already said that you and I work together. You're responsible for making me look good. That is not an easy task. But do you mind taking a moment and telling the Scaling Up Nation a little bit about Lauren Bonfeld? Yeah, I'd love to. Well, um, I would say, first of all, that I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister. Those are the most important roles. To me, um, I'm also a virtual assistant and I love, 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 love what I do. Um, I love getting to help lots of different um, people, help their businesses succeed and help them really look good to all their clients and employees. Um, I'm basically an Enneagram 3, if anybody's into that, which is an achiever. So that's what keeps me super motivated. Um, And then anybody that's into the temperament, I'm a red-blue. And, um, basically I used to be an event planner, project manager, executive assistant, and then kind of got into this world after I had my daughter. I like to cook. I love to decorate. Um, and I also have a secret talent for uh, floral design. So I have a very detailed eye, but then I'm also very creative at the same time. So that's kind of who I am. Nation, I have to tell you, Lauren gives the best gifts. They're so creative. They're nothing like I can do. Uh, You had a custom picture of our dogs that you sent to us for Christmas that my wife absolutely loves. And because of that, you can do no wrong. Thank you. I'm glad she liked it. Lauren, you mentioned a term that some people may not be familiar with. You said you were a virtual assistant. What is that? Basically, they're a part of your team. It's an administrative assistant, executive assistant, personal assistant that works remotely. So we all have the idea of what an admin assistant might do for you, but they basically can do everything um, that that role does, but just from a remote location. So you might have never even met them before in person, um, but, but that's okay. You can work with them through Zoom, through video chat. And they just basically are there to help your business succeed, can help you achieve your goals and do all the tasks that you don't like doing or really shouldn't be doing. But we really just want to be your greatest ally and your biggest supporter to whatever dreams and goals you have that you want to happen. We take care of all those little tasks and make it easier for you. Lauren, how many times have you been to my physical office? Zero. I have not. We got to have lunch one time, but I have not been to your office. Luckily, we live close by, so we could meet each other, but you don't ever have to go into the office. And that has not once hindered the relationship we have, the productivity that we have. We don't have to be together in the same location in order to get stuff done. Exactly. Well, I'm curious, how did you become a virtual assistant? Well, I had just had my daughter. And I was working as an executive assistant and the role I was in was very demanding and very busy and crazy. And I felt like it was taking me away from my family and life was very hectic. And so I just knew there had to be a better way. 
And I love that quote about figuring out what you're good at and then finding a way to make money on it. And so I said, well, what am I good at? Well, it's being in administrative stuff and project management. And there had to be a way that I could help other people um, and then be able to be home and prioritize my family. Um, so I, I figured out how to start my own business and I decided how many, what's the least amount of clients that I have to have to be able to make this happen. And so I found those clients and got going and it's been such a fun journey of doing this for about a year and a half now, um, and getting to help lots of people succeed and help their businesses grow. And I got to have the margin in my life to be able to be with my daughter every day and then to have time where I get to focus and get down to work and really do some awesome things for people. So Trace, uh, how did you find me then? So truth be known, you were not the first virtual assistant that I worked with. If I can back up and and tell that story, because I really think it sets the tone of um, how much help I really needed. Uh, A friend of mine, Charlie Cicchetti, he had a virtual assistant for a while. And uh, he was telling me the benefits of having somebody help him out. He's a good friend, and he saw how much I was doing, and he was, quite frankly, worried about all of that. He said, you just can't do all of that. And, of course, I was doing it. So Charlie also had some other motives. Um, One of the the virtual assistants that he was using, he split uh, this person's time, and the person he was splitting it with was, was no longer using her. But anyway, so every time we would meet, Charlie would uh, sincerely be concerned about all of the things that were on my plate. And I really didn't have a plan to get them off of my plate. My plan was just to continue doing and hopefully the plate would grow. Of course, it doesn't do that. And I want to say it was probably about six months into this conversation. And Charlie asked me, you know, am I finally going to get some help? And I told Charlie, I just don't have time to train somebody. I'm so busy. And it would take me probably doing something six times in order to have the same amount of time to train somebody. And then Charlie looks at me and he goes, finally, you get my point. And I look at him like he's crazy. And he says, my point is, you don't have to do it the seventh. And that just, it opened my eyes. So I started working with a virtual assistant and uh, she was great and she would do tasks for me. And she was great at doing tasks, but I needed somebody that can move beyond tasks and make some decisions so I didn't have to be involved in every single thing. And I was in the process of trying to find somebody like you, Lauren, and I was failing miserably. I then had lunch with a good friend of mine who's also a good friend of yours, Al Causey, and he introduced us. And and I tell you, that was the best lunch I ever had. I think you and I got on the phone. (laughs) Maybe the next day, we hit it off immediately, and it's just been fantastic. Absolutely. So were you uneasy then about hiring? You didn't know me. I mean, you had a personal connection, with all, which always helps. But were you unsure about it? And how did you overcome that? I was terrified, to say it lightly. Because, I mean, you're doing so many things. Uh, I mean, uh, you're helping me out with email. 
You're helping me out with clients. You're speaking to guests before I speak to guests on the podcast. So you, you know so much about my life and what I do and how I do it. That was a little intimidating to think about giving up control at first. Yeah, and it's scary to let somebody into your email and all of those things, trusting your voice, basically, to somebody else. But all of that being said, and, and me, uh, you know, I think we started off with baby steps at, at first, if I recall, uh, but you never disappointed. And then, you know, it just made sense, you know, the more I gave you to do, the more I was able to work on the stuff that I was supposed to, not just the stuff I could do. So how did you know what worked to start delegating to me when we we got started? I will say that that was very difficult at first because I was used to doing everything myself. And if I knew how to delegate it, I probably would have delegated it before. As you know, uh, we're very active in the Entrepreneurial Operating System, EOS. And one of the tools in there is called Delegate and Elevate. And what, what I did is uh, I used that tool to figure out, I always coached my team members to figure out what they're good at and what they like and stop doing the things that they're not good at and they don't like. So I used that on myself. And what I did for an entire week, I wrote every task that I was doing down And I figured out, again, if I loved it or liked it, if I was good at it, if I wasn't good at it, and then anything that I didn't like to do and I wasn't good at, that became my list on what I asked you to help me with. Yeah, that's great. I love that tool. I use that with all of um, my clients when I onboard them to get them to really hone in on what they're good at, what they like doing, and then you can give the rest away. And it really frees you up to enjoy what you're doing and to honestly do more. You know, the funny thing is the stuff that I hate doing, you like doing. I love it. And I'm good at it. And I can get it done pretty quickly. Yeah, you're so much better and you're so much quicker at doing it than I was. It's perfect. Yeah, I love that. Uh, What would you say then has been the biggest payoff from us working together? The biggest payoff, one, is I felt like my head was not above water. And I would occasionally, maybe once or twice a day, come up for air. But the rest of the day that I was drowning, and I was drowning in stuff I didn't enjoy doing. That's an exhausting place to be. And I tell you, Lauren, you do a really good job now saying, Trace, you should not be working on this. Give this away. Right. Not afraid to call you out for sure. And I, I love that. You are, you are very strong-willed and, uh, you know, I'm a red temperament. I don't have a secondary temperament, but you have no issue calling me out and saying that is not something you need to work on. Well, I think that kind of started off with our uh, relationship in the beginning, how we kind of discussed everything in the beginning. My goal was, you know, you've never been into the office, but it's my hope that you feel 100% a part of this team. Absolutely. So we've got core values. We do things with the entrepreneur operating system. We don't choose not to do them just because you don't come into the office. So I think it's crucial if you are working with somebody, and now there's so many people working remote. So it might not even be a virtual assistant. It might just be a regular 
person working at home, you have to keep all those things up and make sure that everybody feels connected and valuable so they feel like they're appreciated. Right, right. And I think we aligned on core values as you shared with me about how you guys operate. And it was very similar for me as well. So I love that we lined up on those things and we have that similar you know, way to, to talk about things with each other. I remember you asking uh, me what my biggest pet peeves were. We talked about our personality types and what would make this relationship successful for one another. So I think starting off on that basis, then I kind of knew that you were wired this way, I'm wired this way. And so this is how we can best work with each other. So it's more than just getting tasks done and being impersonal. I felt like we were able to have a really personal relationship by discussing those things and learning about one another. Yeah, I think that was very important. We also video chatted, which was great to be able to see each other's faces and get to know each other. And we do that on a weekly basis still so that we can um, see each other and it feels more personal that way. And then I think we both always decided to believe the best about each other. And we both know our goal is to help scaling up and everything that you do succeed. And so that's really, really the goal for both of us. And when we kind of set clear expectations as well. Lauren, let me ask, was that difficult at first? Because I know I can be very direct. And if an email can be said with five words instead of 10 words, I'll choose five Did it take a while to get to learn (laughs) where I was really coming from? (laughs) I've definitely worked with other people like that before. So I kind of had that in my mind. I think what made it easy was I knew I could come to you if, if something hurt my feelings or something came across the wrong way. I was able to bring it up to you. And I would hope you'd be able to do the same for me. And that's, that's what I really liked about our relationship that we, we were able to kind of say those things to each other. Because it's definitely happened, you know, you can step on each other's toes when you're both in the inbox and you're both working on a file and whatever, you, that can happen. But the fact that we both had those open lines of communication that we kind of set at the very beginning, I, I knew I could come to you and I didn't have to be, you know, afraid or scared or anything like that. Yeah, I think the upfront expectations are key. And when that conversation doesn't happen then you don't know what set of expectations the other person is working off of. Right. Absolutely. So, Lauren, you've asked me some questions about me bringing you onto the team. Let me ask you a couple questions about you bringing me onto the team, so to speak. Yeah. So, when when you start a new client, how how do you start off? What's What's the best process for that? Well, like we mentioned, I really love using the Delegate and Elevate. So that's kind of where I start off. I get them to track their tasks and figure out what they're doing all week long. Because lots of times, executives, business owners, don't. I don't think they know what they're supposed to be doing. They get in and whatever's hot, whatever's on fire is what they're working on. So we've kind of got to get down to what are they good at? What do they love doing? And what should they be spending their time on? And then what are the things that they can offload to the virtual assistant or to somebody else on their team? So we kind of start there. And then I like to do a video chat meeting where we go over that. And then we kind of figure out, okay, what can I lift off of your plate? What can I take for you? And so then we go from there and we have a lot of different tools that are out there to use. I think you've got to pick a communication tool and decide on what's the best way for you to to communicate. Um, I know for you and I, 
like Slack wasn't really an option. I think that's a great one to use. But I think for us, we can call each other, text each other, or email. Um, and then I think you need to decide a, a project management tool. So what are they already using or what can you help them implement? And then, you know, getting on board with where do you, where do you share files, getting all their branding information. If you're doing social media, getting all of that. So you just got to have a clear path to download all of that kind of stuff. Another great tool is LastPass which we use to share all passwords. So that way they're safe and secure. I never see any of your passwords, but you're sharing them through there with me and you're controlling that. So that way I can log in and do what I need to do. Setting up on email, if I need to be on their company email, they add me. And so we kind of get all of that stuff set up. And then um, we choose the time to have our weekly or monthly meeting, depending on how often we need to meet. But I think that that weekly meeting is, is really crucial to keep you guys on the same page. Um, and so just kind of figuring out what, what would make this a successful relationship? What are your goals um, through this relationship? And how can, we, how can we get you above water and to a place where you're really working in your highest and best use? Let's unpack a few of the things that you just mentioned. So we share files back and forth. There might be some people listening in the Scaling Up Nation that don't understand how we do that or how that can be done. Can you go into that a little bit? So for file sharing, I think that it has been really easy just to, whether you use Microsoft or you're using the Google suite, that you can use Google Drive, you can use Dropbox and share all of those things. Um, with us, we I'm a part of your Microsoft program. You've added me on email, and then I'm on all the SharePoint files. And so I've really been able to keep all those um, organized and keep everything all aligned in there. And then another big thing is you had all of those procedures typed out for me of the way that we do things. So that way it's easily um, able to be replicated. Um, Loom videos is another great thing to use so that you can record uh, how to do things, how to do processes, and you just are able to do it through the internet and you record a video and I'm able to watch the video and I can just carry it out. So it's a real simple way to make those things happen. Do you have anything else you can think of that we um, have used to make share, sharing files and sharing documents a lot easier? I think you mentioned the big ones. I mean, we're we're using Office 365, and and that just makes it so easy. And, and I like that you mentioned Loom. Loom is free. I think there's a. I think they charge you for some part of their account, but I don't know what you don't get on the free account that you would want to pay for it. I think it might be a certain amount of hours, maybe, or a certain amount of videos. Yeah, uh, let me let me share a little bit with Loom. That was one of Charlie Cicchetti's suggestions. When I said I didn't have time to train somebody, he said, well, just install Loom. It's a plug-in for Chrome, and it records your screen. And you can also record yourself from your webcam, and you just narrate what you're doing. So you're doing the same work. You're just narrating what it is that you're doing, and then that uploads a file that becomes a how-to video. Yeah, and you record yourself doing it one time, and then somebody else can do it a million times after you. It's a really, really helpful tool. And something I want to mention is I was doing things the way I knew how to do them. And you started out doing them those ways. 
but you found better ways, quicker ways, more efficient ways to do them. Yeah, that's a great point. Having a fresh set of eyes from the outside to be able to look at the processes and look at how things are done and and bringing their own expertise and ideas and uh, you're really able to collaborate and figure out more efficient, cleaner ways. And a virtual assistant really does have those that set of eyes to be able to see things like that. And I think we've made our processes a lot quicker, a lot cleaner, and a lot more clear for things moving forward. I would definitely agree with that. And again, processes all part of the EOS program. So we're following EOS, and you don't have to be in the office to do that. Yeah, I love that. You also mentioned our weekly meeting, and that is such a concentrated meeting. We're we're talking about so much stuff. We're getting the pulse of the week. Do you mind breaking that meeting down for the audience? Yeah, I I love our weekly meeting because it helps keep me moving and it helps me get my questions answered. But I think it also helps you stay organized, stay on top of your list. Um, I know it's easy to forget things and things fall through the cracks. Uh, when you meet weekly with your virtual assistant, you're able to kind of go through everything so that we have a clear plan moving forward for the next week. So the way I kind of like to do it is I think of, okay, what's top of mind? What's the thing that we need to talk about right now that's hot on the plate? And so we talk about that, come up with ideas, strategize, and then we're able to move on to everything else. So from there, Um, I like to look at your calendar and I've kind of been looking out ahead what's coming up a week, what's coming up in a month, a couple of months. So that way, if you have an event or something you're planning for um, that would require more time, then I'm able to bring those those things up to you. Then just what kind of things need your response from there. So looking at your email and was there an email that you didn't reply to or somebody's asking something. And I love then being able to hear from you what what would you like for me to reply back or how should we handle this situation? And so I think that really helps then me be able to stay on top of your email and keep things uh, moving. And then I kind of ask you, what do you have for me? What else are you thinking? What's a new big idea or what's something new you want to implement? And from there, we're able to um, come up with a plan and, and keep moving forward. And we try to use video conferencing whenever we can. The platform we use is Zoom. So that way we can see each other. We can pick up on those nonverbal cues and we can even share our screens if we need to. Yeah, that has been so helpful to be able to, uh, I can show you what I'm thinking or you can show me over screen share. And and of course, we're also able to just check in and ask, how's your week going? How are things, how's your life going? And that's a personal touch point as well to be able to, you know, keep our relationship up. And it's not all just tasks. I'm pretty sure there are people out there listening that they're thinking, okay, I'm not ready for a virtual assistant. But there's some other people out there that are thinking, how do I know if I need a virtual assistant? What would you tell them? Well, I actually created a quiz on my website that I like to use to kind of have people go through to see how bad off are you? Or uh, is it just one task? Or do you have one pain point? Or is it just everything like you're completely floundering? But I think some big things to note are, uh, have you taken how many vacations have you taken? Are do you have margin in your life? Or you would you say you have work life balance? Uh, Are you getting to spend time with your family and friends? Are you getting enough sleep that you want? 
And, and just, do you have a clear picture of what you should be working on each day? Is your inbox stressing you out or do you not have a good to-do list? Do things get messed up when you book a meeting or do you miss appointments? Do you forget things? Just some people even are having trouble tracking their expenses and uh, managing all of that, invoicing for their business. So are you getting paid on time? And then do you, do you just have a new project that you want to make happen and you don't, you kind of don't know how to make it happen? So those are some of the questions I kind of like to ask to see, to get a little bit of a status of where, where they're at. But I think that's a pretty good indicator. If you don't, you don't have the margin in your life that you're wanting then a VA could really, really be, really be right for you. So uh, Trace, what would you say would be a good indicator if somebody needs a virtual assistant? Well, I can speak from my own experience. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, I really felt like I was drowning. I, I love to help people out. I love to say yes when people ask me to do things. And I was saying yes so many times that I wasn't saying yes to myself. And that was becoming an issue. And yes, Stacy and I did take vacations, but I was working just like I was here at the office on vacations. And that, of course, isn't fair to your family. So I decided that there were certain things that I needed to work on, certain things that I enjoyed working on, that delegate and elevate that we talked about was, was just really key in me figuring out what those items were. And by, by doing that, I started becoming more productive. I started being happier. And again, the things that I wasn't good at were the things that you were good at. And the things that were making me unhappy are the things that make you happy. So it really did work out well. Yeah. It kind of goes back to that thing, like, what is your, what's your time worth? You know, I'm glad you mentioned that too. Great friend of mine. Tim Fulton, my business coach. Of course, you're working with Tim Fulton as well. Love Tim. Tim's fantastic. I, I hope to learn a tenth of what Tim has forgotten about business in my life. Absolutely. Just a, a fantastic individual. But I want to say it was really early on in our relationship. And Tim was asking me how things were going, what I was doing. And, and I told him that I was getting ready to cut the grass at our office. And he kind of, you know, looked at me inquisitively and he said, cut the grass at your office. You were just telling me all these things that you were doing. And of course, I was looking at that. I was capable of cutting the grass. There was no reason that I wouldn't cut the grass. And Tim told me that there are certain things that only I should be doing. And when I'm doing those things, it's making the business more valuable. It's making people in the business more valuable. It's making uh, people appreciate me more. And if I wasn't working on those things, I was doing everybody a disservice. And he even went on to say, you know, at your top billable rate, what could you charge somebody? And we came up with a number and not that I would always bill somebody that rate, but that was my potential. And then when you put that side by side with hiring a lawn service, it was just ridiculous for me to cut the grass. And I didn't understand that until Tim drew that out for me. Now, you don't cut grass, but you do so much no, other I stuff. I don't do that part of it. <laughs> you know, that's when I originally learned it was grass. 
but to apply it with you and I working together, you know, I'm now able to work on the items that I should be working on and the items that I was working on that really, maybe I was even good at them, but I didn't really enjoy them. You are so much better at them. Yeah. And we, we've been able to start new things and build on lots of different things you had because you were able to have that space to free, be freed up to think of new ways to do things and new things to implement. You know, I would say that the mastermind came out of that. I don't know that you would have had the margin to do that otherwise. That is a great point. Absolutely. That has always been a dream of mine, a goal. And if I was doing everything that you're doing, there, there's absolutely no way I wouldn't have had the bandwidth to do it. Yeah, yeah. And you're doing, you're helping me so much with the mastermind. I don't know how I would do the mastermind without all the backroom stuff that you're helping me out with. I would say that was one of the best days when we kicked off the mastermind the first time for me. Uh, was seeing all of that finally come together and all the hard work that we had we had put into it because it does require a lot of behind the scenes emailing and getting people all set up but I think that it's I think they would all say that it's been valuable to them and uh, it's been really exciting for us to see as well well of course we're coming off of all the stay-at-home orders and during that time we had so many changes in our business and you and I were able to put on, was it 13 webinars? Yeah, I believe so. And, you know, I, I, of course, I interviewed everybody, but there's so much more that has to happen to get the speakers to come on, to make sure that we can post things properly. I bet you there's a, at least a dozen things that have to happen. There's no way I would have been able to do that and then serve the community in the capacity that we both were able to. Yeah. And I think it was a testament to all the processes that we have because it was like everything happened and you got a speaker in a couple of days. We recorded. You send the recording to me. I get it edited. And then we come up with a whole plan to get it out to everybody. Lots of marketing, lots of communication. And I think it was really remarkable that uh, we were just able to kind of push those things out so quickly and, and help more people, honestly, because we had such strong processes and really great lines of communication between you and I um, to get all of that, that out so quickly. By the way, Scaling Up Nation, if you have not seen those webinars, there are still some out there that are, that are very relevant. You can go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash webinar and all of those are listed on there for your viewing pleasure. Such a great variety of topics for anybody in business or just anything, anything that you might be going through from HR to uh, CFO stuff. I mean, I thought the content was really incredible. Top, top-notch speakers that you found for sure. All for free, which was awesome. Yeah, that was incredible. We found experts in all of those fields and they were willing to to come on and help us out. Yeah, they just gave away their knowledge. So definitely go go check those out. Lauren, let me ask, what are the top 10 things that a virtual assistant should be doing? Or maybe I should put it this way. What are the top 10 things that someone shouldn't be doing and allowing somebody to help them? I, I loved coming up with this list and kind of honing in on what the different areas are because I think you can 
you can find VAs that are experts in these different things and that are just able to kind of uh, cover all of them because I do a little bit of all of this for you. Um, the first thing I'd say is research. Think of all the things that you want to learn more about in your industry or you need to look up articles for or you need to find data or any, I mean, anything that you want to research but don't have the time to do. A uh, virtual assistant has all of that time that they can now give to finding that and curating stuff for you or learning how to use a new tool or system. So some of the stuff I do has just been learning how to do new marketing things or new social media ideas for scaling up. And a VA has the time to do that research that you wouldn't have to do. So I think that's a great, great place to start. Social media is another big thing. If you don't have somebody at your company that's doing that or you don't really care about it, a virtual assistant can really help put a good presence for you and your business out there. Um, They can create graphics and all of that kind of stuff for you. There's plenty of tools out there for that. Another thing I would say is marketing and emails. So that's another kind of way to get your company out there and your business and your name. And just really working together to hone in on your brand and your voice. Uh, I think Trace and I talk a lot about his company and his brand. And then we also, um, I read his articles. I I mean, I've basically decided I'm going to be a student of Trace Blackmore scaling up Blackmore Enterprises. I want to be a student of you. And so if I can learn how Trace writes, how he speaks, that is what I want to be able to do and put that out there in marketing and um, emails and all that kind of stuff. Another thing is tracking your expenses or invoicing. If your company is smaller and you don't have somebody that's doing that, it's real easy for them to be able to track and help keep up your QuickBooks or whatever you might have. Another two big ones are calendar management and email management. Those are just basic things right off the bat that can somebody else can spend their time in. They can flag pertinent emails for you, kind of clean things up. I spent a couple of days, I think, unsubscribing from things for Trace and uh, creating folders and just getting things kind of organized and and coming up what what the best system was for Trace. It's not going to look the same for everybody, but I think figuring out what works for you and your client. Let's see, to-do lists and task lists. If you can be the one um, helping put if the VA can be the one putting the list together of of here are the top things you need to be working on. Here's what we've got to get done this next week. Project management is another one. If you have a, a project or a new thing you want to implement, like when Trace brought up the mastermind to me, uh, coming up with the process and what we're going to do and how we're going to get it out there, uh, VA can really help you launch a new thing. Another one is events. And I know right now it's not really in-person events, but uh, preparing webinars and Zoom links and all of that kind of stuff is a huge one that a virtual assistant can help you get the right information out to the right people, set up the meetings, set up with what, what you need. And then another one I would say is editing documents and publications. If you uh, write different articles or if you're putting out different emails or whatever it might be. They can edit for you, which is really helpful, and kind of take the time to make your writing look just perfect. And then another one I would, a bonus that I would add um, is just creating staff and client appreciation. That's something that I'm really passionate about. And I would say reminding reminding you of your of birthdays and anniversaries 
and things, important things that are coming up and just coming up with different ways to make you look really good to your, your team and, and your clients is a really great thing that a VA can do for you. So those would, I would say, are the top things uh, that right off the bat you could get somebody started off with. Lauren, let me ask you, you're doing all these things to help me look good. I'm getting credit for all of your work. Thank you, by the way. So how does that make you feel? That, I mean, it really makes me feel good. Like, I really believe that's how I've been created is to kind of be behind the scenes. And when you, when you win, I win. Like when your business succeeds or when, when I see people in the mastermind succeeding, like I, I, I know personally that I did a good job and I think you do a great job of encouraging and celebrating me. So that helps too, that I get a handwritten note from you or um, just even a thank you. Like that, that's enough for me. So I, I really do thrive being behind the scenes. That's kind of how I've been wired and what I love doing. Well, I think we started this interview talking about relationship, and it sounds like we've come full circle talking about relationship. Lord, if there's somebody listening and they just want to learn some more information, what should they do? Well, I would say that they can download the Delegate and Elevate tool. We'll have that listed in the show notes, and that's a great way to start seeing what you could really um, delegate. We also have the list of I think we have 35 things that'll get good ideas sparked for you of what you could delegate to a VA. And then I would just say you can book a call with me and we can get started and see what, what might be, who might be the best person for you and, and where we can go from there. And I'll have that link in the show notes. And then as always, you can go to my website, laurenvonfelt.com and we'll have that listed in the show notes as well. Well, Lauren, I want to thank you for all the things that you do for me and all the things I'm able to do because you are helping me out. But I'm not quite done with asking you questions. You are now going to get in the hot seat, and I've got some lightning round questions for you. Oh, okay. Let's do it. All right. You've heard me ask these to countless guests. Now it's your turn. You now have the ability to go back in time and talk to your former self on your first day as a virtual assistant. What advice would you give yourself? I would say, don't don't be so nervous. Just go for it. Like, you can do this. Looking back now, a year and a half later, I didn't have to be nervous or afraid. Like, I had exactly what I needed when I needed it. So I think that was that was the coolest thing is you can research and learn anything. So you will you will be able to figure it out. I would give myself a, a vote of confidence, I think, if I went back. Yeah, and for what it's worth, I never detected any nervousness. It was all confidence <laughs> all the time. So that was just in your head. That wasn't coming outward. Yep, that was all in my head. <laughs> what are the last few books that you've read? Well, now that I'm a parent, it's Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See? And <laughs> things like that. Um, but I did read Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I like uh, learning from other perspectives and people different than me. I really liked that. And then there's a parenting book that I've uh, been reading, Parenting from the Inside Out. And I just really liked that because it kind of helps you look at how you grew up and how you were raised and how you can work through some of those things to hopefully not screw up your kids too bad. <laughs> When they're sitting on a couch talking about it later to a professional. 
Right. <laughs> Lauren, there is no doubt that a script writer is going to find out about your life and they're going to make a movie about it. Who do they cast for Lauren Vonfeld? Well, it's funny you ask that. When I was little, I was always obsessed with the fact that maybe my life would be a movie. And my mom is a big journaler, so she always made me journal. So I've, I have scores and scores of stuff that a writer could use uh, to tell about my life. But uh, I've always thought that my doppelganger was Mandy Moore. So that's, that's probably who I would say. Well, there you go. Final question. You can now talk with anybody you want throughout history. Who would it be with and why? I would have to say John Adams. I have been kind of obsessed with that period of time. So I just would love to know kind of what they were going through and thinking about and all of that as uh, they were starting, you know, this country. So I know that's a little weird, but uh, that's what I, who I would love to talk with. I don't think it's weird at all. In fact, I think the HBO series they did on his life was one of the best series ever. I loved it. I ate that up. I loved it. Well, Lauren, I want to thank you for introducing yourself to the Scaling Up Nation. You, of course, are helping put out all of these episodes each and every week, and now they know who's helping me. Yeah, so fun getting to finally talk with you guys with my voice instead of just through Trace. So that was really, really cool. Thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Well, it's been my pleasure. And, and my last question is, how weird is it going to be when you help me edit and you hear your own voice? Yeah, I've already thought about that. Not, <laughs> not looking forward to that. I hope this episode helps somebody and helps people find the relief they need. My passion is getting people to be able to spend more time with their family and friends and just be able to, to live their best life. So that's, that's my hope. Lauren, thank you for not only coming on Scaling Up H2O, thank you for helping me edit Scaling Up H2O, putting stuff out there on the website, doing the social media post, all the things that you are so good at that I could do, but I would never do them as good as you do them. And because you do them, it frees me up to do the things that I am awesome at. So thank you for all of that. Nation, I can certainly say that I am more productive because of all the things that Lauren helps me out with. She makes sure that I stay focused on the things that I should be doing and not simply just doing the things that I could do. Folks, I'm capable of doing so much, but when I get focused on my highest priorities, that's when the needle really moves. That's when I can see things really happen. And it's so easy for all of us to get inundated with all of the stuff that we have to do. But if we identify things that we don't have to be the ones that do them and work on the things that we are so good at, not only does that make us more productive, it gives you a feeling of freedom that I just cannot describe. So I'm sure we have two camps out there. We have some people that are wondering if a virtual assistant is something that they would ever use. They just do not see a need for it. Well, folks, 
Virtual Assistant probably is not for you right now, but this is still a good episode because it's going to teach you to do the things that you love to do and you like to do and eventually delegate the things that you don't. I want to talk about that tool that Lauren and I mentioned, Delegate and Elevate, in a second. And then the other camp are the people saying, wow, Trace, you have hit the nail on the head. I definitely need somebody to help me because I feel like I'm drowning. I can't get everything done. And all I'm doing is working hard every single day, doing all these tasks, and I can't get my head above water. And folks, that's exactly where I was. And because a friend of mine saw that and was concerned, he helped me out with hiring my first virtual assistant. So to pay his kindness back, Lauren and I have put together a web page to help you get started on figuring out if hiring a VA is right for you. That web page is scalinguph2o.com forward slash VA, VA as in virtual assistant. There you can see some suggestions on what you should have a virtual assistant do for you. I think a better way of looking at that is what you shouldn't be doing and delegating to someone else like a virtual assistant. Laura and I spoke about the EOS tool, Delegate and Elevate, and it's one of my favorite tools for this. You can download that on that webpage. And what that is, it is a page with four quadrants on it. Now, whether you think you need a virtual assistant or you do not, I encourage every listener to fill out this page because it's going to allow you to realize what you love to do and what you like to do. And when you can work on those things and figure out how someone can help you on the other things, you're going to love your life so much better. So here's the assignment. I want you to download that page, and I want you to write down every task that you do for at least a day. I would encourage you to do an entire week. And then you're going to put it in one of the four quadrants. So up top in quadrant one are things you love to do and you're great at doing them. Quadrant two are things you like to do and you're good at doing them. Quadrant three are things you do not like to do, but you're good at doing them. And quadrant four are things you don't like to do and you are not good at. Social media posting was definitely something that I needed help with because it fell in quadrant four. Now, I think that's in Lauren's quadrant one. So how cool is it that she's doing a task that she loves to do that I hated doing? No, if I hated it, I just didn't understand it as well as she did. Folks, when I started figuring out the things that I love to do, the things that I like to do, and I just focused on those and I delegated everything I didn't like to do, that made my day-to-day so much better. So as you can tell, the key to this delegate and elevate form is you're going to delegate everything below the line. So everything in quadrants three, everything in quadrant four. For those of you that are really far off from hiring an assistant, 
this is still a good exercise because if you can focus on the things that you love and like, and then figure out how someone can help you, or maybe you can automate the other things, it's going to help your day-to-day as well. Well, I'm sure you learned today that it is not just me that puts on this podcast. It does take a village. We have several people helping us. Of course, Lauren that we just spoke with, Sean, who does all of the editing for us. Sean has an incredible superpower where he can make me sound so much better than I actually do sound. We have Danielle that helps us out as well. And those are the people on our team. And the reason I mention that is one, I want to thank them. But two, I want you to know that when you can bring other people in to help you accomplish what you are trying to do and allow yourself to focus on the things that you love to do and you like to do, folks, that's what life is all about. And when work is fun and things you are working on is fun, that's when you are happy. And let's face it, life is too short not to be happy. Life is also too short not to have another brand new Scaling Up H2O episode next Friday. And folks, I will bring that to you. And in the meantime, have a great week, folks. Nation, I think the secret to being successful is aligning yourself with other successful individuals. And that is exactly what the Rising Tide Mastermind is. If you are looking for a group to get you further faster, then please look at the Rising Tide Mastermind. The whole group is designed with that purpose in mind. And if you want to find out more, go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash mastermind.